You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. What you do to me When you hold me In your arms so tight You let me know Everything's alright Morning's the Lone Star. It's 9 30, so we're so late. Had a family emergency this morning. Dealing with that. You know how it is. You know how it is. That's one thing I love about the day to day life. Like, you know, I look forward to doing this morning show every morning, but then there's always something. It's like a. I was listening to a speech by the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. Oh, George R.R. Martin. Yeah, he was doing an open forum with him and Stephen King. Mm hmm. And basically, he asked Stephen King, how the heck do you write so fast? And he was laying down his schedule, and, and it, the, he made a joke about all the day-to-day things that he does that helps basically keep him normal, like go to the post office and doing those things. And I was like, man, a lot of people feel those are inconveniences. If you, if, if you think about it, like, oh, right. hey, I have to go to work, or I have to go pick my daughter up, and it's like, but I have to go to the post office. Or I have to go to the doctor. You know, like, those are inconveniences to a lot of people. But this guy was like, I just kind of, you know, I try, I try to focus on writing, but I always like to do those, you know, off, you know, non-daily things that are, like, yearly things. Like, go to the doctor and, you know, go to the post office. Remember what it's like to be a normal person. You know, it's funny. I asked my dad this, and I was, I was a little shocked. I was like, when's the last time you went to the grocery store? And you know what he told me? He's like, I don't go to the grocery store. <laughs> what? Yeah. I thought that was that was really labeling his era. I was like, really? Wow, I live in a hotel. I still go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, they did this thing with uh, Bill Gates. They, they, they did it a couple times, like on Ellen, where he had, they're doing like a Price is Right kind of game. And so they pulled a contestant, and they're like, all right, contestant, if Bill Gates gets the price right to these like five grocery items, you get whatever. And it was pretty funny how bizarre he kind of like and it was weird as he would do like twenty dollars he would think in like 20s or fives how much is the gallon of milk twenty dollars that's what he did and that like, yeah that's what he he had no concept yeah. of uh, like you know the value current value of stuff but typically gal- the gallon of milk depending on where you are it's always maximum five dollars correct for for your typical non-organic non yeah non-soy yeah it's it's anywhere from one to five dollars and actually, a lot of politicians, that's like a litmus test in town hall meetings and you know, politicians are asked, so how much do you think a gallon of milk is worth? And that really does say a lot. You know, they say, I'm, a, I'm the politician of the people. Well, see, really? The, how much for eggs? Well, what's strange is I have not had milk in my diet for probably 20 years. That's why your bones aren't fully developed. But I can get my calcium from somewhere else. You don't need it. But not with the yumminess of milk? I mean, milk's pretty bad for you from what I understand. How? We've been drinking milk for hundreds of well, thousands I more of years. Of, I bet more of there's better stuff to drink. If you had to choose all the liquids in the world. Like? Like vodka? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there are definite benefits to that. <laughs> Knock out all the all the germs in your stomach. But don't think about it. Now, people are saying, well, goat's milk is better than cow's milk and this and that. And humans are the only animals in the world that drink milk as adults. <clears throat> Personally, I think that's what separates us from the lower animals. The lower beings. That's right. 
Um, no, I love well, milk. Because I feel like that test is unfair, though, because not everyone drinks milk. What would be, like, I would say eggs. Because I think you think more people buy eggs than they buy milk. Or more frequently, if, if anything. Yeah, well, well, well they buy eggs more frequently because a dozen eggs really doesn't last that yeah, long. Yeah, how long, how, what item do you think most average United States household buys? Bread. Bread. Do you think bread? But yeah. There's so many different types of bread. There's not just like one type. A loaf of bread. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to do the price game. Oh, okay. Because it's hard to, to gauge what a, a price of a uh, lo- loaf of, I'm getting my words <laughs> mixed up, the price of a loaf of bread because there's so many different types of brands. Because you could go get the Wonder Bread, which is like, yeah, we, we don't even Again, know if that's really range. even bread. Yeah, there's 89 cents a loaf to 4.99 a loaf. So between one and five dollars is a loaf of bread. Uh, between I used to live right by, like I'm talking down the corner from a Mexican uh, bread place, mm-hmm. and they'd bake bread in the morning. And you could smell it. And you could go over there. We used to go over there early in the morning, and that's what we'd get our our bread. The, there's Nothing like if the smell of fresh baked bread. That's awesome. It just kind of it sucked though, because like you'd always smell it, and you're like, man, that smells so good. It smells so. And bread's good. so bad for you. <laughs> but hey, we've been eating it for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, but if you just ate bread all day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, we shouldn't. That's bad. But no, I get you. No, I was just talking to someone on this uh, last night. A friend of mine had problems sleeping. I said, well, what's your wind down drink of choice? With me, it's Ovaltine. You mean, is Ovaltine a mixture thing? Yeah, it's like chocolate milk, but it's so much more. And so is you that, can is that the tagline? Is that the tagline? <laughs> I feel like that's the tagline. Um, no, it should be, though. That's my tagline. How is it so much more? more? It just tastes better. You know, because I, I like chocolate milk just fine and dandy, but Ovaltine tastes equally good hot or uh, cold. You know, you can put it in hot milk, put it in cold milk. It's got good vitamins. It's what, um, if you remember a Christmas story, that's what they told Ralphie to do in the secret coded message. Drink more Ovaltine. And I believe that. Ovaltine salt would solve a min- many of the world's problems. People just sat down over a big old tall glass of Ovaltine with a uh, crazy straw that just adds something to it. Well, I got a question for you. Okay. This is the world question. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this morning, Secretary of State Tillerson Mm-hmm. Was he fired? Was he let go? Or he was, did he leave? Uh, he was most likely fired. Most likely fired? Mm-hmm. Now, is that normal? To lose staff members? Absolutely. Okay. Well, they didn't lose him. They let him go. Well, well I mean, to, to fire, to turn. To, yeah, absolutely. Really? They, yeah, I have think no idea. About it. Well, Obama had, for Secretary of State, he had John Kerry. He had Hillary Clinton. There were others. It's... True. I, I kind of looked up the uh, the numbers. Uh, Trump is averaging about three times the turnover what Obama had, which is 30 percent uh, to Obama's 10 percent. But this is the funny thing about it. And, and this is purely my opinion, of course. Trump's a businessman more than a politician. He's learning how to be a politician, but his his DNA is set in business mode. If you have an employee who's not working well for any number of reasons— it's not producing, doesn't get along with others, uh, is disrespectful, uh, doesn't meet the bottom line. A businessman, businessman will let them go. A politician will find a way to keep them in, I don't want to say the swamp, but you know what I'm talking about, keep them in there, shunt them around. I'm going to make you ambassador to Bayron or something like that. It's It shows the non-political nature of the current president 
by firing people instead of just sending them off somewhere else. You know, we had Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, and he ended up the mayor of Chicago. You know, it's, there are, and I'm saying politicians, not Democrats. Politicians will tend to look after for their, their own and find new places for them within the beltway, not Trump. He'll just get rid of, okay, this isn't working. He's not getting, uh, uh, you're out of here. And I think pretty much, I mean, there was never a warm, fuzzy relationship between Trump and Tillerson. And there's, you know, writing's always been on the wall. However, the, the fact that Tillerson hung in for so long shows that I believe Trump understands you may not like the person well, I, personally. It's more of like, you know, we talk about the main, the media and using these really delicate words because, for example, on Friday it was reported that he asked Tillerson to step aside. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means that's a polite way to say, hey, you're fired. When the president re- makes a request, it's, it's, it's an order. Well, this, is, this is Donald Trump, though. You think he'd love to say you're fired. <laughs> but that's a good point. But so he may I, have trademarked it. NBC and, may have trademarked that though. That's true. Oh man, that would be really funny. But um Dillison, you're fired. Well, I, it's just kind of weird, one of those things that I mean I started paying attention to politics right there, probably in two thousand eight, but not uh, it hasn't been consumed in the news cycle this badly. There's always been a portion, maybe like maybe a fourth of what it is today, or half, yeah. if, if at best. Of like news coming from Washington D.C. and things like that, but now it's pretty much every day you get something, whatever Trump tweets, and uh, I, I kind of go, well, this is gonna be interesting how each media outlet portrays this because you use these weird words like fired, step aside, asked, you know, steps down, except resignation, um, yeah, better opportunity, yeah, any number of phrases. But you know, typically, when a president makes a request, any president that that's pretty much in order. Now, golly, it just, I'd feel better if maybe you went elsewhere. And what's funny to me is the conspiracy theorists, and especially Donald Trump, he elects a CIA guy. Even mm-hmm. though they've been saying the CIA has been trying to ruin, you know. Do you know George Bush Sr., who he was before he was president? Was he CIA? He was the head of the CIA. So, well, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about people in the Trump world. But the CIA, the CIA has always been part of the, the administrations they're they're not you know you know they're not men in black as it were and if you notice trump hired a woman to head the cia first time that's ever happened well okay i mean it's cool he, he could have he could have uh, was it i'm for her <laughs> me yeah whatever is that what it is uh but yeah long story short uh north korea is right around the corner you you got to have everyone on the same page you can't have it bickering and infighting I think if Tillerson was going to go, this is the right time to do it. Well, and I, I mean, wish him luck. Yeah, I think he's doing okay. Yeah, and he was not a bad Secretary of State at all, and I'm, I'm sure great things are on his horizon. I hope he just doesn't write another tell-all book. I'm getting tired of those. On is there, you hear he wrote one? No, I'm saying I hope he doesn't. I think he should. I think he should say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, there's something called executive privilege, which means you can't. Oh. Well, that, that sucks. I know, right? <laughs> We're going to take a short break here on Morning's Lone Star. I hope you're enjoying your morning so far. We're going to uh, do a couple of sponsors. Our sponsors today, Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and guess who else? Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you for supporting the show. When we return, we'll talk about the weather and uh, anything else is more exciting going on. Paint drawing. Maybe we'll give away tickets to the Putnam Spelling Bee Woo. happening this weekend all the way through March. So stick around. I'm high on the
Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. 47 degrees outside. The high today is 67. It's been a chilly couple days here. Yeah, I'm wearing a sweatshirt Kind of surprise. Uh, I think it's more of, you know, the voting's over. So it's like, hey, let's have some chilly days. You That's know, some it, chilly I, days. I almost ran over the bridge backing up out of the driveway. I have a, one of those ravine oh, things. Oh, I hate those things. And I, there was so much condensation, or if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was really trying my hardest, and I was like, man, I'm just having a hard time seeing this morning, and I couldn't believe Usually when it's cold and stuff, I do a little prep, but I didn't do any prep, and then all of a sudden I, I felt my tire raise a little bit, and I'm like, uh-oh, and uh, almost did that. That would have been a great morning. That ha- Yeah, that happened to me once with an old car where I uh, had to do a U-turn, and so I turned into a driveway, but I didn't realize it was one of those driveways that had ravines on the sides. Ka-chunk! And I was... For a while, I'm trying to, to pull myself out of it, and the tires just, you know, eat into the mud. Finally, someone really nice came along in a pickup truck. They had a chain. We were able to pull me back enough to get it out. But that was, uh, I have a, uh, I don't have warm fuzzies for that kind of driveway. Not at all. You know, uh, to update, because I know we spoke about this a couple weeks ago, the winner of the 560 million Powerball, mm-hmm. the judge ruled that they can keep her name private. Really? Yeah. Good on that judge. I don't know if it's male judge, female judge, not that it matters, but good on him, her. Yeah. For that. Of course, we, by I, now, everyone knows who this person is. Not really. <laughs> I mean, you think they, I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who it is. If someone, well, we know it's a woman. I'll zero, I'll zero this one down. We're going <laughs> to narrow it down. Um, I, I, I think it's, you know, like the 53-year-old woman who's a resident of Hartford, Connecticut, something like that. So you can start narrowing it down. And, of course, this is the talk of the town. Believe me, if someone in Conroe, or uh, yeah, Conroe's a decent size, or, or the Woodlands, or Spring even, won half a billion dollars, and that's billion with a B. And another story, uh, the Hawaii, the state of Hawaii is now refusing to release the internal records on the missile alert. 
So that's now coming to to the point where people are requesting mm-hmm. uh, videos. And in other updates, the Florida shooting, they're going to be releasing on Thursday the security cameras. Forward momentum at last. Now, I did tell you about Hawaii. I'm telling you, there's something there, my friend. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, there is uh, the, the machine does move slowly, but it moves indeed. So it looks like we'll get some forward traction on these things finally. Well, the, the conspiracy theory now is there was an actual missile. And but it it, uh, it was like throat. Oh, Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, I was thinking was, Vegas for a second. I know there was an actual missile. That's the conspiracy theory. And then it was stopped. And then they realized, hey, let's 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 not tell anybody because the Olympics is coming up. Okay. Uh, but I'll, that's because that, I'll mean, open my mind that, to that's any number. Tin foil hat. Which, by the way, the prices are going up on those. So on tinfoil, yeah, because you know the, the tariffs and stuff. So it's 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 happening. <laughs> no, no, the tariffs on steel and aluminum. Hello, not tin. Oh, so we're good. Man, I thought it was going to be a good joke. Well, I mean, actually, it was really good. I remember when it used to be tinfoil before it became. I remember when aluminum was becoming the thing, and aluminum cans were new. And I, this is like one of my earlier memories. I'm in elementary school, and they're showing us the the, the, the soda cans. That you could crumple up. Like, oh, that's so cool. We were easily entertained back then. <laughs> this is before the days of video games. But um, you are listening to Dick and Skippy. It's currently 9.50. Dick gave you the you know, I got a question for you. You know, uh-huh. we're talking about this Icarus stuff uh, the yeah. other day. And how, like, how bizarre the Russian government can be when it comes down to, you know, making the state-sponsored decision of doing doping and... How serious? I mean, because to me, that's kind of that's kind of a grand scheme. Mm-hmm. And now, the, the new in the news is the ex-Russian spy who was traded uh, was poisoned, and they're now saying uh, they he looks to be state-sponsored poisoned. And I, if that's the case, did that's they just not use good. the word state-sponsored just for Russia? I feel like I've only seen that word. Oh, no, you have state-sponsored terrorism in Iran okay. and stuff like that. I'm just that. making sure It basically that means sanctioned by the government. Okay. but uh, Or by the head, or, head of the government. So my theory is right now is North Korea is slowly being swapped out, and in this place is Russia. Well, it's because Putin doesn't have a sister who everyone just loves at the so, Olympics. I know, you know, talking about uh-huh. as like the boogeyman. Well, here's the thing. There was nothing with North Korea. You remember a month ago, oh, we're going to go to nuclear war with North Korea. It's all Trump's fault. Well, I, I meant more I meant more in the news. Yeah, like, well, that's, that's what we're swapping. There was nothing there. We haven't been blown up. Remember a month or so ago, it was everyone was convinced we were going to war like that weekend. Hasn't happened. So now we got to go, okay, the long game is Russia, which is funny because it started with the whole collusion thing. Um, and it's, so he's, and Putin is happily taking on the role because this is giving him cred. And remember, this is the same Putin. Putin is, is, is Russia's Trump in the sense that he's a showman. Remember, this is Putin, the world leader who took selfies of him fishing and showing off his shirtless chest. So, you know, this this is the guy leading Russia. The, the, gone are the days Did of- Did you see what he was talking about, like about the Jewish people and stuff? Have you seen the video? So this is one thing I wish I knew Russian because it was a, such a bland state, like blanket statement. Oh, where um, he was blaming the, the the Jewish people for the collusion thing. Something like that. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, well, I'm sure. Well, no, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, there are a couple of stateside people who would have said the same thing. Um, 
but moving away from that. No, so Putin is, is enjoying being told, well, being accused of uh, affecting an entire election. But even he said, I, you know, I wish I had that power. I, I didn't, you, you know. We also said that he didn't do state-sponsored doping, so. Well, that's the thing. The, Russia mean, is Russia was our nemesis for many decades for a reason. Well, what's strange to me is the, my viewpoint on Russia is, seems so stripped compared to my view on how, the, like, the United States works. And I think, I don't know if that's because of my education. In a sense of, like, when something happens in the United States, you don't, you don't immediately go, Donald Trump. Wow, but, a lot of the media does nowadays. I know, but I mean, like, you know, in, in Russia, if something happens in Russia, I immediately go, oh, Putin probably did. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he, I could see him going, yeah, here's the piece of paper I signed it here to do it. Like, go do this. Or I, he said, sir, I mean, I have an idea. Let's poison this guy in the UK. But I feel like that doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't happen in the United States. Like it's not just one person always kind of master being the puppet master. Right. Well, the regime in Russia is pretty much for many years they were taught not you don't think for yourself. You follow the chain of command. Mm -hmm. So there's just you know to think that someone's going to go rogue and do something on their own until you don't tell Putin. Sorry, sir, we can't tell you. Plausible deniability, which is a big thing in America. You know, Mr. President, it is better you don't know what we're doing down in Nicaragua right now, and. In Russia, it would be the exact opposite. Um, if indeed this poisoning were state-sponsored, meaning, uh, uh, you know, espionage amongst those who conduct it, you, you know, the spies, as it were, they call it the great game. And they call it that for a reason. It's the, the stakes are high, but it's a game and there are rules. And poisoning someone, it, it's like uh, the IRA back in the 70s in the 80s when um, uh, they were violent and, and bombing, there were certain rules. You didn't go after certain members of the royal family, period, end of subject. And Patriot Games, if you saw that movie or read the book, that shows this ultra-violent splinter group saying, oh, no, we are going to go after Prince Charles. Um, but, you know, there were royal family members who were on the list. It's okay to kill Mountbatten. It's okay to do this. Uh, and you didn't mess up those rules. You didn't play with the rules. Uh, poisoning someone who's already retired um, is usually is pretty much breaking that rule. So I'm hoping that's not the case. But if it is the case, it's something to to definitely keep an eye out on Putin because I don't, you know, to say oh Putin paid 13 hackers to jack with us that is so beneath him. I mean, if he's capable of ordering the execution of an ex spy on foreign soil through poisoning, then don't waste your time saying, oh, he, he hired 13 people. That's nothing. I can hire what, 13 people. You know, it, you know, regardless of the current state of affairs in today's, like in today's standard, what does that mean for, for relationships with other countries? If someone poisoned somebody 200 years ago, what would happen? Yeah, there'd be retribution. So how so? Would they try to poison somebody or you think they go to war or is that enough to... Uh, there will be a measured response. Again, in espionage, here's the thing they know. If everyone's got dirt on everyone else and there are assets everywhere. Russia's got assets in every country yeah. and city in America and we got assets over there. And so there has to be a measured response. You have to let the person know, okay, you killed one of ours, we are going to kill one of yours. That's why spy swaps are... They're Okay. You know, as it were, it's it's a it's a humane way to say we want our guy back. We're gonna give your guy back. We'll catch him again later. Again, it's the great game. Well, no, I, I think that's constantly 
noted on Donald Trump and noted that he's a businessman, the art of the deal. He wrote a book called that. And a lot of people trying to give him credit for a lot of the things he's achieved. And I think there's there, – there, at one point you have to say, yeah, he achieved something and sometimes he screwed up other things. Mm-hmm. But when I start looking at politics about foreign relationships and things like that, and that's why I was like, man, are they really replacing North Korea with Russia now? Like that's basically who's going to be the – they're 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 hoping that enough people. You remember, if you tell the same story enough times, enough people believe it. It must be true, and so the media will not back off the whole. In, in spite of the fact that all the evidence says the only collusion with well, Russia was with the didn't DNC. The, didn't they come out yesterday saying they didn't find anything? No, that was the House Intelligence Committee. But this is what the media is saying: the Republican-led House Intelligence. It doesn't matter. It's bipartisan. They're 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 Republicans and Democrats. It's you know there's a majority of Republicans, but until you have Bernie Sanders himself say. There was no collusion. They're not gonna, and yeah. even then, they're gonna find a reason. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's kind of BS until somebody gets poisoned. It's all fun and games. So sorry, we're not gonna make fun of that. <laughs> Moving but on. It's nine fifty eight here on Lone Star Community Radio. Morning's Lone Star. Call in nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. We have one more hour left in today's show. We have full lineup. IRLoneStar.com. Check it out. We're going to listen to a couple tunes. If you have a song quest, go to Facebook, Morning's Lone Star. Check it out. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. I can't stop this feeling. Deep inside of me Girl, you just don't realize What you do to me When you hold me Welcome back. Warnings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, who can neither confirm nor deny that we refuse to let our loved ones vote for a certain candidate. It is 10.08 this morning on Tuesday, March 13th. Uh, it's already 50 degrees, going to go up another 20 degrees. 1% chance of rain today and tomorrow, but get a little cloudy on Thursday. We're going to get up in this, oh my goodness, this weekend we may even hit in the low 80s. Welcome to Texas Spring. So I was cracking a joke just a moment ago, but um, did you hear the latest headline stick about uh, uh, erstwhile presidential candidate Hillary Clinton made a trip to, to India? And and I guess he in the site took a couple of tumbles down the stairs. Just yeah, one of those things. are those real? Are those real pictures? I feel like every time no, I see a picture of anything yeah. now, it's like, oh, that was from four years ago. And 
And it's just one of the president, presidentials and candidates tend, sometimes fall. Gerald Ford was was notorious for it. Um, in fact, that's how Chevy Chase got a start on Saturday Night Live, making fun of Gerald Ford falling down things. But apparently now it's our fault as white men with loved ones in our lives that we made our loved ones vote for Donald Trump, which is why she didn't win. It was white. I think she said a lot of things. Yeah, but it was the white guys and their bosses and, and, and women's white husbands and their white bosses made them vote. For I don't think there's one reason. Well, she can't even come up with one reason. Yeah. You, well, you know, it's the Russians. It's it's Comey. It's Holder. It's it's the deplorables. It's it's white guys holding, forcing their wives to vote. How how. How could that even happen? I mean, literally, the husband can't go with the wife to the ballot box to vote. So she can say, you know, vote. Well, we can brainwash. It's Honey, easy. We have the power to brainwash. Is that, that what it is? So I, I know it's a desperate attempt for someone just to remain in the limelight. And I don't care if she's Democrat or Republican. There just comes a point where you got to leave the party. You know, where you just really say, I, I, I believe she's, uh, I believe that I believe that she believes she can mount a 2020 presidential race, especially on the heels of Elizabeth Warren now well, refusing you know, to take a DNA test. The, in the political realm, the argument with her strength is she and Bill Clinton over the years of them being polit politicians is they raised over $3 billion. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the party sees strength. Well, the Clinton campaign literally funded the DNC for a while. They, they gave loans. So, really? Yeah. DNC was um, broke. Before the convention, that's how she was able to get a lot of special treatment. The DN, uh, the, the Clinton Foundation funded, paid the salary, and kept afloat the Democratic National Convention. De facto owned it. And so that's one of those things that is there. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's open records, but just not talked about a lot. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Would I lie to you? But... Um, yeah. So uh, maybe she took a lot of pictures of India. I just, uh, uh, I, I'm personally just tired of hearing every day I'm to blame for something and I didn't do it. I didn't know her, I swear. And I'm, I'm confident that Mrs. Skippy voted forever. She, whoever she felt like. Until she came home. Until she came home. And interrogated. <laughs> Who'd you vote for? Why did you do that? All right. So I was reading this thing. Uh, and uh, Microsoft woman filed two hundred or two hundred thirty-eight discrimination and harassment complaints. So I was thinking to myself: in anyone's world, when you get to a hundred, when you get to ten, <laughs> two. Well, I'm trying to do the extreme. Yeah, you, know, you get to a hundred. Why? Why wouldn't this person be let go, or her claim looked into by the time? Oh, I'm sure that each claim was looked into, which necessitated the next claim. And I think the second they fire her, it gives her cause. Yeah. Oh, they fired me because I was telling the truth. So you just basically you just keep a person there, give them, you, you know, let them hang themselves. Well, see, I think what happened was the, the way it's not, it's woman, but then they corrected in the article saying women. So whoever wrote this article needs to uh, ah. read that. But uh, I'm reading more and more in the article because I was like, that doesn't seem real. That doesn't seem real at all. But, uh, you know, 238 in the whole Microsoft world? That's not bad. That's not bad. And that's <laughs> between 2010 and 2016. So in we just, six we, years. We just normalized harassment, by the way. Well, no. no. 
is basically it's 40 a year for six years. And in a company, uh, Microsoft, uh, I'm going to do a quick, um, how many employees? Microsoft. Real interesting. And we'll, we'll find out. Microsoft um, owns, oh my goodness. Uh, in 2005, the, uh, the, 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 there we go. They, in 2017, they employed 124,000 people worldwide. So 240, that is 0.01%, I there believe. It, either 1% or 0.01. Not bad. Somebody better at math can, I'm uh, sorry, two, two, uh, 0.02% or 0.2%. Uh, of those, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my zeros, my, my thousands confused here. Back me up. But anyhow, insanely low is is the, uh, and of course, we don't want any kind of harassment. But these are, remember, these are claims. And this is someone who, maybe someone brushed up against someone else in an elevator. or Someone said, hey, you toots, on the wrong day. Um, so I'd, I'd say Microsoft, that's a pretty good work environment. So well done, Bill Gates. I think, I know one thing we never talked about that I saw the other day about big, tech companies is that you know how apple built their new super building and they mm -hmm. had a huge issue they discovered after building their new headquarters because you know the headquarters is a big topic for a lot of places it's like right. where are they moving their they lost the key no apparently they built the walls with glass and majority like a good majority of people are walking into the walls I'm not kidding you. Look it up. Like there's there's like security footage of people just kind of like on their phone, boom, and it happened enough to where they're trying to solve the issue by either like do, there's they're talking about doing engravings or something to give people a depth. Like oh that's a that's a wall because they did basically it's one big circle. If you look up the uh, look up Apple's headquarters, it's one big circle and it's surrounded mm -hmm. by glass. That is. I bet that I bet that AC guy was like oh man how are we gonna do this. But yeah, apparently enough people were hitting the walls to po to the point where they had to fix it immediately. Are you looking it up? Is that what you're doing? No, right I'm scanning a couple of things. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's like I think it was uh, proven to be false uh, eventually. But for the longest time, there was a uh, people were convinced that there was a library that was sinking because the architects forgot to take into account the the, the weight of the books. You know, when they were designing the building. Uh, apparently, that uh, was eventually turned out to be false, but I can actually see that happening. Um, you know, you have these, uh, yes, we're going to have, uh, oh, I'm also thinking glass warms up. You you got labs and computers need cold. Hey, you know, you don't want I don't hot. know. I'm not, I'm not arguing with, I mean, it's just. That's funny. Walking into the walls. <laughs> Just put yellow sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Okay, well, I'm, I got nothing to beat that one here. I'm going to go through the headlines here. Now, we want, do want to let people know about what's happening locally right now. We have this weekend is the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee over at the Owen Theater. It's a musical. Uh, we'd love to give away some tickets on that throughout the week. And uh, not this very moment, but keep listening. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do something. You know what we got to do, though? What do we uh, got to do? We got to take a sponsor break. Okay. We'll be back. Morning's Lone Star. Stick around here on IRLoneStar.com. Right. 
Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone starts 1020. We're on our final 40 minutes of today's show. It's about 51 degrees outside, inching its way towards 70. Got some local stuff happening. We already told you about uh, the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, the musical going on at the, Crichton, at the Owen Theater uh, for the next few weekends. Go to owentheater.com for tickets and details. Got some music going down, too. Tonight at the Red Brick Tavern, we got Southern Disposition. I'm going to think this maybe like a Leonard Skinner cover band, maybe. I have no idea. Tomorrow at the Red Brick Tavern, you got Nate Nelson, acoustic. On the 15th, you got Buck Yeager. Then on the 16th, across at the Corner Pub, you got Picos Hank. Is that Pecos or Picos? Whoever it is, it's Hank. And then on also the 16th, you got... Haggard and Jones at the Crichton Theater. I wonder if that's like Merle Haggard and George Jones. That would be awesome. Uh, Travis Linville at the Pacific Yard House. And then St. Patrick's Day on Saturday. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Pacific Yard House will have Slim Balbound, Little Howard, Red Brick Tavern. Will, uh, that's over at the Red Brick Tavern, I mean, sorry. Uh, and the Folk Family Revival at the Corner Pub. That's right. So we'll have families, and they will be reviving while doing folk at the Corner Pub on St. Patrick's Day. What are you going to do on St. Patrick's Day, Dick? I didn't realize it was St. Patrick's Day. It will be on the 17th. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Yeah? Uh, I have no idea. Because <laughs> you're already wearing green. I just thought you were getting in the, um, I got, yeah, thought getting you were getting the, the mood yeah, there. Definitely getting in the mood. Okay, all you fake Irish people out there, kiss me, I'm Irish today. Yeah, I'm Irish every day, okay? So just, just I'll give you your one day, but then go away. <laughs> Man, you're really nice. Get off my kids, you! you, you get off my lawn, you darn kids. Get off my kids, yeah, darn lawn. lawn yeah. <laughs> the age is showing. Yeah, I know, right? I th- I think my journey to senility will be a very short trip. I think I'll be like completely senile for a year, and no one will even realize it. They'll just think I'm being me. So, are you going to see Wrinkle in Time or what? I yeah, I was going to yesterday, and alas, I couldn't. But I really want to. Because um, now I'm, I'm more inspired to to go watch it. I wonder if I have the opportunity to see it today. Uh, I got to check the uh, the movie times. Movie times. Movie okay. times. Okay. Well, you know what else is going on in this world? I mean, the, the the it is a slow news day. I know mainly because all the news we don't know anything about. Like I, I don't know Rex Tillerson that well. I know he worked for Exxon. Well, he and I partied a few times in I the seventies. That's really interesting to me. And Donald Trump is just you know such a great. I mean, I know the Houston Astros were visiting the White House. I know that's kind of like the new political stunt. Now, did the whole move. team go? I think so. I think they made some comment about, you know, if one person goes, the whole team has to go kind of thing. Because, you know, the Astros are a team. Right. And because I did see there's a meme. Apparently, there's a, a single shot of uh, Jose Altuve not looking thrilled. But again, that's one picture. You know, you can always catch someone in a mid-blink or mid I mean, there's a huge discussion if they shook his hand or not. I'm like, come on now. Like, yeah. we really. I mean, it's amazing to me. How much people are invested in Donald Trump? Yes, absolutely. And like, I, I, I think, ima- it's, a, I I think it's being imagine. whipped into a frenzy, to be honest. Well, I mean, like, I just can't imagine being a journalist today. And, like, that's your assignment is to critique everything this guy does. And I'm like, I think you'd go insane. 
well, these people are line jockeying for position to do it. They want to be the most, oh, I'm going to come up with new ways to say, and this is what's going to crack me up. Whether Trump doesn't make his first full term is a one-term president or a two-term president, because that's the maximum by law. Um, sorry, I'm trying to fight off a sneeze here. Sooner or later, there will be a Democratic president running America again. Sooner or later, anywhere from within, you know, a couple of years to seven years. Who, who knows? That will be the biggest telling point because you'll see the media and the late night comedy and everything else. Suddenly they, they, they because they set a new standard. They're like, oh, we must, you know, it's our job to hold up a mirror to everything. And because in the last eight years, there was a lot of fawning going on with the media, with late night comedy, um, you know, with the award ceremonies, uh, you, you get the special message from the White House at the Golden Globes and people would stand and cheer. Um, so we've, we'll have between four to eight years of just this acrimonious relationship with the administration and the media and including late night comedians. But once that's over with, once a Democrat is back in the White House, well, well how do you think it's going to end up? Well, I, my, my guess is a lot of the topics are really being nailed down. And I think do, part of it is due to Trump because he's so polarizing, but he also goes off the cuff on Twitter and it starts the conversation where people in the past haven't really talked about. And I know there's there's the political status quo where you're always – you do the main topics like abortion and gun control and stuff like that. But then it's like he polarizes it to the point where voters do go out and vote. Mm -hmm. And getting that kind of decision being made at the polls, and I think that's I think a lot of the politicians don't know what to do, because I mean you can look at the Roy Moore thing. I mean I bet that guy two years ago when he knew he was going to run, he's like oh, I'm going to win. Like I'm an Alabama, I'm an Alabama boy. And then <laughs> you know for, it does go both sides. You have your Hillary Clintons, you have your well, yeah. Roy Moores, and absolutely. So like you're you really don't know what's going to happen. And then especially when it comes down to legislation, it, it, it's really interesting to see a person like Donald Trump be in the White House and he's accomplished on his base. You know, if he had his pie, he'd fill up 50 percent of his pie already. And I'm thinking to myself, because I, I remember for like George Bush, George Bush's, the Clintons and all those kind of things, looking back in history, what did they really accomplish? Usually there's like one thing they really did. That, There's the legacy I mean, initiative. Well, I mean, Obama literally had a legislation passed with his name. Like, that's what people call it. Mm -hmm. So clearly that's his baby. And, you know, looking at it now, I don't know if it's good or bad because I'm not one of those economic people who know a lot about it. But in the long term, I wonder how it is. That's one thing I always like. It's like seeing 20 years from now, what does it look like? And, like, for example, Social Security is like an issue that comes up every two years, every four years now, where it's like we don't have any money in the Social Security, but then it disappears. And then it comes back again. And, and you use it, are we waiting for the carpet to be pulled under our feet? Or, I mean, how's that working out? But no one really knows. And I think it's all its all basically what our, user, our listener chimed in. It's like they, they don't want to tell the truth. You know, it's one of those things only when it works for them. Right. And if you – and that's what they always wondered, like, why would Donald Trump run in that sense? Like, what is he trying to achieve personally? And I think that – he For just, many years, people have been crying out, we need an outsider, we need an outsider, we need a businessman to run this country like a business. And he looked around and said, "There's, with the possible exception of Bill Gates, there is no one 
qualified in that context to do a, a global a, to treat. Well, I wouldn't even say he's million. qualified. Well, no, and I, I would. I've, well, I meant Donald Trump. I don't like. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, but he looked around and was like, "There's no one else who comes close." Well, to me, well, you got me thinking. It's got to be me. And I would love to enter, have like real personal interviews with each person who would be deemed qualified and ask them why aren't they doing anything. Because if you think about Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders has been around in politics his entire life. Mm -hmm. So it took him till he was 74 or whatever to run. Like that doesn't make sense to me unless somebody like in his support party goes, hey, we actually got the cash because it does cost a lot of money to run. But unfortunately, well, he's a flat out socialist. And well, you know, man, regardless of his politics, I'm talking like, you know, you make the decision because I know some people are groomed. Well, I th that's what I mean. I think the country was to the point where, you know, you have a generation who is so far removed from communist Russia and the Soviet Union and communist China and socialism, you know, the, the, the Stalinist purge where it's not even taught in history books anymore. So like, oh, socialism sounds really good. And at, that, at last there is a part a voting portion of America who did not think of socialism as a horrible thing. And so he had to wait for that to happen. For him to well, throw would, his hat in the ring before that would I would be that, interested would in like kind of like a, a, a test tube, seeing how a president like him would actually go against the two other branches. Because to me, our two other branches wouldn't be effective if he was president. Like he wouldn't, like nothing would churn out because we, we would be dominated by the Republicans and the and, and both branches and then basically he wouldn't be able to do anything well if you had like a bernie sanders and, I, and i'm not like anti-sanders I, I don't agree with his particular political how to run thing view things view but if you had a bernie sanders type president and a sympathetic congress okay. house and senate uh a, a lot of stuff would happen that would fundamentally change uh, america America is a capitalist society. It was founded to be a capitalist society. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of property. Um, that's what it's all about. Uh, it, it, uh, that would kind of make me nervous. To, it's good to have an acrimonious uh, or a hostile Congress to the administration frequently. Not all the time. But if you have all three branches leaning to one side with no checks and balances on the other side for the two to four years between elections, a lot of damage can be done. And that's on either side uh, of, of, of the aisle, Republican or Democrat. Yeah. But I mean, I think at the overall sense of it is you, you look at the country at the current state, where are people voting? What's happening, especially locally. I mean, we have some people positions heavily changed and I mean, it might be the current climate where the social, the social injection is going to happen in every single aspect of life now. And so people have to watch what they do. What would they interpret 20 years later as, you know, improper and things like that? I mean, it's happening every day. You're, basically, everyone's commenting on American Idol. Oh, you see the way they looked at each other. That's inappropriate. We should fire him. And then you're having uh, basically people just it's almost like everyone just wants to pick a fight. Well, yeah, and it's of that moment. I mean, I'm cracking up Jimmy Kimmel, for instance, because he was 
he's well, leading the charge, he, but see he, where he got his start. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always constantly laugh at is you're – I was like, I can't believe this guy has the gall to do – He actually had women – Jumping on trampolines in a show that he Well, hosted. he'd hide his zucchini in his pants and go to strange women on yeah, the street so and I'm film them myself, trying did, to find did it. Did he ever, like, openly apologize for that? No, that's what I'm saying. So to suddenly become the moral compass, it's like having – and I'll flip it around the other way – to have some uh, televangelist – who's caught with the secretary, but he's still leading the, uh, gods forgive me, why can't you? So, you know, again, it's both sides. I'm trying to be as, as well-rounded as possible and saying there are idiots on both sides. Jimmy Kimmel is zero qualified. Well, I don't think, I think it's going to turn healthcare. There's not going to be two sides. I don't think there's going to be sides to anything. I think it's going to be more of what, since we're, we're so, we're combing through people's past with, with a magnifying glass. When it suits us. Again, well, yeah, but I think it's going to be uncontrollable. It's going to be uncontrollable in a couple of years. It depends who, who leads the investigation. I don't know. I think it's going to, it's going to, I think it's going to be across the board and it's going to be one of those things because everyone makes mistakes. And I think uh, forgiveness is a big deal in, in, you know, the way we treat each other and things like mm -hmm. that. And uh, I think in a couple of years, it's going to be so crazy that nothing's going to be able to get done. And then either, like you said, it's either going to be controlled or it's just going to be we're going to be wild for the rest, well, of the rest of the well the pendulum swings here's the thing the market always corrects itself and i mean that on a social political scale too yeah you swing so far one way eventually it'll it'll start coming back the other way and even out maybe well thank you professor positive you're listening to morning's lone star we're gonna do a music break stick around uh Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Mornings of Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. He's still Dick. I'm still Skippy. It's 1041 in the morning on Tuesday, March 13th. Uh, 50 degrees still. It's hovering around 50. Just doesn't want to keep on going up there. Or is it that my phone's just not updating? That could be it. What, what temperature do you have, Dick? We're going to assume it's still 50 degrees out there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So I, I, have, I have 53. Okay, cool. There we go. So it's in the 50s somewhere. 1% chance of rain. Beautiful day out there. Nice and bright and sunshiny. Wear sunscreen out there or a hat if you're like bald like me. Moving on. I love this song. Were you alive for the Ally McBeal days? Yes. Okay, because that's where this song gained popularity. Uh, the, the One of the early um, uses of, of CGI was this baby dancing to this song. And it was when the internet was like first starting, that came out, and then they put that on the Ally McBeal show. I just thought I'd throw that out there, a little bit of useless trivia for why we chose that song today. But we're having good good conversation uh, before the break, uh, talking about kind of society in general, and, and you know, are people, how are they reacting to the daily headlines, 
you know, I was talking about Jimmy Kimmel, where I personally feel he's zero percent qualified, or sorry, one percent qualified, to talk about healthcare issues. You know, to propagate political stances, especially the Me Too movement. He's in the Oscars talking about we got to be nice, but then there was video, and it's not like it's hidden video. He had a TV show where he put zucchinis in his pocket and made strange women try to find it. You know, he had a, a piggy radio show. Never apologized for it. He's unabashed about it, but no one seems to care. So on one end, Dick, you're saying we're, we're hitting a point where people will research everything. Well, the, people are, but it only has to fit their narrative. No one's going to put that out about Jimmy Kimmel because he's the darling of late night right now. Um, I th But I think a lot of people are getting tired of being lectured to. I think that's the proof's in the numbers that viewership is all-time low for the Oscars and the Golden Globes, NFL. People are tired of everything being politicized. Well, I think that's very true. In a, in a general sense, I think that is how people are seeing everything, especially when it comes to, it comes to like voting or events that don't really see or normally – encapsulated with right with political events it, but it, you can't escape it and that's the thing you know escape the new es escapism is going to be stuff where it's non-political good thing uh, player one ready player one's going to be coming out yeah no, no talk to me about that movie remind us what it's about again it's i i don't know <laughs> i can't really do it in like the, the end of the show i think it's directed by steven Soberg, so it's going to be entertaining i know the book is a very successful book, but so it's clearly people real world people going into the virtual world yes, of video games. Yes, well, it's not really video games in a sense. It's more of a VR world, kind of like Second Life. You ever heard of Second Life? Oh yeah, people taking that way too serious. Very similar, but it's more like they have. Uh, I think they can do sensory things in it too. It's like you feel like you're in the world. So like you have, if you get hit, you respond. Your body responds to it. Would you now? Would I don't know do if it's like the Matrix response where you have bloody noses and you're getting killed, <laughs> and if you die in the in the world, you die in the you real world. You know how many world. times I've died in my dreams and I wake up and I'm like, yep, still here. <laughs> or I'm not. Maybe this is my afterlife. Jacob's Ladder kind of thing. Yeah. I'd like to think that if this was my afterlife that you'd be a lot better looking. Well, okay. The kind of comment on the Jimmy Kimmel thing, I think it's it, it's almost an ignorant in the sense of if, you, if you're on national television, you have to take some responsibility for what you do and say. Mm hmm and there was like, for example, a lot of people who do podcasts and think, oh, I'm a comedian. A lot of comedians use that. Like, I'm a comedian, so don't take me serious. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, there's that one point, like, I get you in the in the club. You're not supposed to take them serious because that's what we're there for is for you to perform an act and it's fun. It's your job. It's your job. Yeah. But if like if you're going around on, you know, in news sources or interviews or things talking about a certain topic, then you kind of have to own it. I mean, mm -hmm. I really think I, I'm. that's why I was kind of surprised with the. The Man Show deal, there. I'm trying to find some report or some type of mainstream news source challenging him on The Man Show because it really is very obvious how opposite it is mm -hmm. of what he does now. And I don't know if he just has a really good PR agent. Well, there's also or, there's also video footage of Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, and Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton, I'm sorry, all of them, before they got to their current positions – Blasting illegal immigrants and well, calling I think them you can do on the. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, but but I'm saying it's, it's it's it doesn't fit the current narrative. It's being forgotten now. There and it, it does go both sides. I absolutely agree with you. And that's why I meant in the comment of in the future, people are going to be able to find these things. And some people are have a different platform now. Now it's not just you know certain thing. Now it's not just 
uh, New York Times doing one story. Now some kid on YouTube who has 40 million followers can mm-hmm. make a video about it and almost be as effective as the New York Times. Do you think Do you think that exists today? Yeah. Do I'm you a- think there, there are alternative sources that are as effective as, you know, what would you say the top three newspapers are? I would say Wall Street Journal. New York, uh, Times, New York Times, Washington Post. Washington Post. Okay. So like then those guys. Domestic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, this is like on YouTube, those people have the same voice mm-hmm. and maybe more, even more effective now for the younger crowd. Absolutely. Well, it, it is the, the new, I hate buzzwords, but it's the new paradigm. And that it's a lot like when independent studios were allowed to, to release films like in cinemas against the, uh, the, the big studios. For a while, they're... Every crappy movie ever made could have been released under the, you know, it's an independent studio. So it took a couple of years to separate the wheat from the chaff where you can have an independent studio film come out, but it's credible and is of good quality. Same thing right now. Everyone with a microphone can have a podcast. Look at us. But after a while, you start separating the, you know, a, a young person just daily griping of the administration or a topic but if they don't back it up with 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 numbers and, and credible sources, people will tune out and go to someone who is. So we're already in that transition period. I think it is great to have younger people engaged. I, I love it when people vote. I just love it when they vote smart. Um, and people tend to yeah, do so that. Whatever you deem smart, we get it. All right, we're going to be wrapping <laughs> up today's show uh, here on Mornings of Lone Star. Don't forget, we podcast every episode. We have a full lineup on Lone Star Community Radio. Check it out, IRLoneStar.com. We're going to be back tomorrow. We do have a special guest tomorrow. We're going to be talking about a fundraiser for a child who drowned uh, and is in intensive care. He was three years old, and we're going to learn more about that. Follow us on social media, Mornings of Lone Star. They're going to be in the studio talking about the fundraiser. Uh, Outside that, your weather for today, 54 degrees outside. The high is going to be 67. Lows are going to be 41. It's going to be a chilly day today. Uh, like I said, we have a full lineup, and we're going to be giving away tickets tomorrow to the Putnam Spelling Bee happening across the street over at the Owen Theater with the Players Theater Company. Uh, it's the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. You got it, Dick. Look it's at a you. musical. It's so a if mus- you're into musicals, great chance to win two free tickets. Tune in tomorrow from 9 to 11. And again, we podcast every episode on iTunes and Google Play. And our special guest, we do film for you, too. So uh, thanks for joining us. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. We are Montgomery County's morning show. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. It's Skippy. Dick. I'll see you. I'll see you. Good. Uh, go see Wrinkle in Time and tell me how bad it is. I will. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station 
at lscrstudios at gmail.com.